This is the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, episode 54. Here we go. What's up, everyone? This is Blake and Peter. Welcome back to the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, a podcast that empowers aspiring leaders to identify, connect to, and advance on the path of leadership. Well, welcome back, my friends, to episode 54. Today is going to be a doozy. Yeah, we've been talking and following the theme of building your team, right? So last episode, we discussed how important it is to have a development team for your your team, um, for each of its members, how to adjust that. and but what happens uh, when the unthinkable happens and someone leaves your team? Whether that be you have to let someone go um, or they leave on their own um, or hopefully not, but someone passes away, right? These are all situations that are probably all too familiar for most of us in leadership. We've dealt with one or more of them at one point or another, and they can be scary and stressful. Um, and really how we view um, change within our team helps us to be able to continue to grow our team and ourselves, or it can render the team and our leadership completely ineffective. So Blake, let's jump right in. Let's start today by talking about some of the mindsets around change, whether good or bad. Yeah, we lock ourselves into this scarcity-based mindset a lot of times when it comes to team building. I think our aspiration is good here, Because we're like, oh, let's build the perfect team. Let's find the right people and build this team. I think where we get into a scarcity mindset is when we are trying to do this, like for goodsies. We're trying to lock in the team that doesn't go anywhere and that is never going to change. Like it would be great to have the early 90s bulls forever, always out there. But my guess is they would not hold up today because time has changed. Bodies have changed. There's so much change that happens. And we get stuck in this mindset of like, we're never good enough unless we have the perfect team. And then once we have that team, we almost hold it so tight that we squeeze it to death. And Mm -hmm. and we're afraid of what is going to happen if if somebody leaves. And the thing is, it's just not like the idea of a team staying the same forever isn't realistic. It's just not like Teams are going to change. People's perspectives are going to change. People's mindsets are going to change. And it's better for us to, to think about this um, just in a different light of opportunity instead of, well, we're never going to be there. Um, when we are in that negative scarcity-based mindset, we almost foster this environment that keeps people locked into their current role and skill set. Mm. And yeah. you need people like who are just complacent to fit that mold, Ugh. but you're trying to build the best team. So this right. is like the paradox is you need someone who is so hungry, but at the same time, so not in order to fit that role. I and really I exist. haven't, yeah, I haven't met that person. Yeah. And so we can just build better teams when we have the right mindset 
of perpetual building. You know, we talked last week about building your farm league and building and developing your team. And that means having people on your team who don't have certain knowledge at times, which means you're, you're going to want to have like these a players who are already fully vested, but a players don't just start out with all that knowledge. They have to be developed in that knowledge. So right. you're, you're going to gain more margin when you build margin into your process and into your teams of, Hey, we're going to be developing people constantly. Um, you know, I, I think we have this mindset that there are, there are people who are not losable, right? Like there are people that we just can't lose because if we lose them, then everything falls apart. That's not a good team. When you have a team where there is that person, and believe me, there are times, I'm not saying this in some shameful way, there are times you are going to have that and there are going to be massive catastrophic effects if someone like that leaves the team. But I, I think that everyone on a team should be able to be lost because you're developing the structure of a team in such a way that it fosters good culture and it fosters the right stuff but everyone should be fireable. You know what I mean? I should be fireable. Right. Like we shouldn't have that thing where everything falls apart if one person leaves. So I just think that, you know, we want to build that margin in and have that expectation that we are going to be building and nobody is, is I think the word's protected, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody's got the, the golden calf, like you can't touch it kind of thing anybody can be taken out of the team. And even though that sounds like a worse mindset, it's a much better mindset because you don't lock yourself into that scarcity based mindset. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's important. You've, you've kind of touched on it, but team changes are just so they're inevitable. They're going to happen. Right. And as you were talking to about having the perfect team, I think even that is kind of a pie in the sky kind of thing where we we set our sights on this. But the reality is um, we're not going to have a perfect team because people aren't perfect. Right. There's going to be deficiencies. There's going to be um, changes there with, even within that team. So I think it's important that we just we get it out there in the open and we recognize and we acknowledge team changes are inevitable. Change in general is inevitable, right? Whether it's through hiring, um, that changes the dynamic of your team. If you have to fire somebody, that changes it. Somebody quits or if there's just adjustments within the team, like um, if you've got people moving within departments, if you've got moving to different job sites, maybe if you're a, you know in the construction industry, if you have crew adjustments, you know, maybe, maybe you just, you're always at the same sites and now all of a sudden you're not at the same sites, but your crew is still the same, you know, things like that can, can cause changes, lateral changes too. You know, maybe you've got a foreman who needs to move to a different site, um, or a team lead that moves to a different site and you're no longer with them. Organizational change too. You know, if you're changing the structure or restructuring how your organization works or how it looks, all these things cause change to happen, right? Um, and each of those changes are slightly different or very different depending on how you go about it. But these things are part of life. They're part of growing too. As we grow in an organization, we're going to get to a point where we realize change has to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And you just have to have the mindset that is ready and expecting this. And when you have that mindset and not like this, 
like I think we got to be careful. The mindset isn't like the world sucks, therefore everything's going to change. That's right. that's not good. <laughs> the yeah. the mindset is there is great opportunity to be had here and we can build better teams, teams that are more developed and constantly growing. If we have this change or change is going to happen mindset and don't see it like that four letter word. It's not, it's, it's going to be good for you long-term. Yeah, absolutely. But, but in that tone too, it can lead to stress, right? And I think a lot of times we help as leaders, we help create that stress. And that's not a good thing, right? So as a, as a leader, we can set the tone on how this, this time of change is going to occur. Either we're going to alleviate the stress um, by stepping in and being the leader that we need to do, to need to be, um, or we're going to increase that stress by um, maybe projecting that to our people, hey, that we're stressed out um, or not having, like you're talking about, having the mindset of expecting this. If we, if we don't expect changes, we're not going to have the right mindset and create more stress for other people. Yeah, that's so good. The it is so true that this stress, like when leaders project stress, this is this is one thing that I think is um, maybe in our society a pretty big problem is that we, not explicitly, but like implicitly, kind of celebrate stress. And oh, yeah. like this workaholic and like if, the if, hustle I, if, I, if I seem, oh yeah, if I seem like everything's really chaotic right now, you're going to, you're going to agree with me and see that like I'm working hard and that this is what it is to be a leader. It's not, it is so not, and you're going to hurt your people in the, in the process and people aren't going to want to become leaders when they yeah. think leadership looks a lot like bondage i mean i don't think they're going to do it so you as the leader one of the things and, and i'm not saying like hide your stress but i think part of leadership is stress management uh mm -hmm. in fact not i think it is it is a majority of leadership is stress management and then you're projecting to your team this hey this is hard we're going to get through it. Okay. Like that's what you want to project to your team in those times. But stress, I mean, I, I see it on a lot of our job sites, you know, we're in the construction world, but I see that like you can walk onto a job site and feel whether the foreman is stressed or not. And I say the foreman because that's who's, who's kind of guiding the ship. Yeah. Right. And is creating in a sense, the culture. Um, so, and especially people who are coming in who are not leaders um, but are joining your team, they're younger, that's the projection you're giving them, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't celebrate the per, the idea of stressful environments and stress uh, to your team, and that's what we tend to do. Um, but, yeah, you know, another thought I've had in this process is, like, how do we, you know, we say that nobody is, like, unfireable, and that's that's true. I think it needs to be. But that's not also to say that when somebody does, um, you know, quit or is fired or potentially dies, that had some critical role or responsibility, that it still doesn't hurt like hell. Right. Like, I think that's where we have to be careful, too, is that 
just saying like, oh, everyone's protected doesn't mean just like cut everyone. Right. Yeah. Because there are critical roles that people have. So, you know, just thinking through like, how do we fill that position when someone leaves in one of those ways? And I, I think immediately one of the best things you can do, and I've, we've had to do this a couple of times, is just have like with your team, have a same page meeting. And that meeting is yeah. literally, and you don't even have to call it a meeting. You call it powwow. I don't care what you call it, but it just get together with your team and just tell them the story. Mm-hmm. Tell them what happened because people are trying to fill in gaps in their head always. If you, yes. And if you don't help fill that gap, they're yeah. going to fill it regardless. So tell the story. And then your your responsibility as a leader is to help motivate the team to that next place. So then you want to kind of communicate the plan moving forward, maybe open it up to the team to see best thoughts, right? Like what, what should we do? Like, don't just come up with some like, well, we got to do this. Like allow the team to kind of be there as well. Mm -hmm. Got to plan first for sure. Uh, You got to see, I like the idea when someone had a critical role, like there's, there's a lot of growth that can happen in this step right here, especially um, someone had a critical role, they leave, now there's a gap. I think one of the best things to do at that moment is say, who thinks they can fill this? Who's going to mm-hmm. fill these shoes? Yeah, hire right? from within. Yeah, and, and that's the building process. But yep. this is, I, I say this a lot, we don't know um, – the opportunities that are going to come. That's part of the fun of the game of business and the game of leadership is we don't know the opportunities that are going to be presented. Um, But that whole quote of luck is where preparation and opportunity meet. Like who has been preparing? Who's ready when the opportunity presents itself? I think one of the best things you can do is say, Hey, who's next? Who's going to fill these shoes? Who's going to step into this place? I'm a Colts fan. Love Peyton Manning, loved Andrew Luck. When they got hurt, mm, who's going to fill the shoes? Yeah. Who's going to step up, right? Unfortunately, six quarterbacks no later, yeah. it's not been good, okay? Nope. But my point is sometimes people do step through the ashes and and really take things on. Or in the process, if they don't get to that point, they're going to grow tremendously. So I think – See who's hungry. Look for volunteers. But really, I think part of that communicating the plan, moving forward, having that same page meeting is really getting this sense of, hey, all hands on deck. Let's go. We need everyone to be a part of figuring out this solution. Like the health of the team is everyone's responsibility, not just the leaders. Hey, it's everyone's. And you're going to see a great, successful team building moment when you allow everyone to engage and being part of the responsibility to to solve the problem or to accommodate the change, right? So uh, that means not just um, upstream; that means downstream too. That means yeah. you know, I I I really enjoy going out to sites and seeing things, and then I like getting. You know, as as I'm checking on progress for things, there are times that I, I'll put some tools on because I want to get back into it and and like show something. And and I think no matter where you're at, you want to have that mindset of upstream, downstream, all hands on deck, 
Like, I don't want to hear the, oh, my hands aren't calloused anymore. It might be hard. I don't care. Get in there. It's time. These are those moments where everyone's all hands on deck. And it's time to figure, we, we say FSO, figure shit out, right? This is time that, well, I don't know this, you know, software. I don't know this process. I don't know this plan. I think we hide behind that a lot. I think we hide behind the idea of if I don't know, I don't need to learn. Hmm. Get off your ass and figure it out. If Good if point. that's what it's is going to require for the team to get better, that's what it's going to require. Okay, so and and obviously you got to balance and see who's going to fit best in those times. As a leader, that's what you're looking for. Who's going to fit best in this role? Hey, that person's hungry, but they are like three steps away from this place. This person's hungry. They're one step away from this place. Who are we going to give the opportunity to? That person. person the person who's step, got yeah. more, is closer to that step ecologically and is hungry in the process. So we we just got to step in and it's all hands on deck. Yeah. I think another thing that's really important as we're talking about this is that we clarify everything that's missing. Right. So when this role mm. is wide open because someone's not there, we need to know what that role looks like. We need to know what are those missing responsibilities? What are those crucial things that need to be done? So it needs to be very clearly called out. Hey, these are the five or 10 or whatever they are, the items that need to be filled that we absolutely must take care of um, as we continue to grow in the meantime. Right. The goal is to fill that role with someone. But if we can't fill that role at the moment, who's taking what and if we have to if we have to split it up between a group of people it's absolutely crucial that you make sure that you clarify who is responsible for what items because if everyone is responsible for it then really no one is right because everybody's going to sit there and think well he didn't say it goes to so and so so i'm going to guess that you know if everybody's responsible for it i'm thinking so and so's got it they've got it taken care of because that's more yeah. up their alley than it is my up, up my alley Right. So it's very easy for us to justify in our minds. Well, he didn't really call me out. So clearly somebody else has it. Um, and then as you continue this, right, this is where you then as a final step after you've after you have communicated to your team, you've got a plan in place, you've gotten everybody on deck, you've clarified your responsibilities that need to be filled. Now you can start looking for someone outside the organization and inside the organization, if needed, uh, to fill that role. And that's really, there's a good place to look for that is I feel like people that you know. Um, you can put out a job board ad, you're gonna get probably a billion applicants. It's hard to tell that, you know, who's gonna be the best cultural fit. And we'll probably talk about that here in an upcoming podcast or two, but sometimes you may already know somebody in your mind that might fit that role, or at least you wanna have a conversation with them. Now would be a good time to reach out to them and see if they're interested and wanna fit that role. Yeah. But this is also why growing your team through transition is so important, right? This is, we, we talk about building your farm league. Well, it was, it's probably better that this podcast would have been before that to kind of like yeah. highlight the why. True. Because when you're not building your farm league and those key roles do um, change for whatever reason, what are you going to do? And if you're not building your farm league, you're going to, the, the feeling of I can't find good people is going to keep raising and raising and raising. And you're going to make that a circumstance in your mind of like, well, I can't find good people. Therefore, 
blank result. It doesn't No, that circumstances don't create results. It's your thought process that creates your, your actions that create your results, right? So thinking, Hey, I need to be building my farm league. I need to be growing people constantly through transitions, helping them go through from step to step to step. Yeah. When I do that, then when a key role leaves or someone changes or someone transitions or is fired or hired or passes away, you're, you're ready for that next yeah. stage. You're ready to step in and do those things that we need to do. And so I think now, like, what are the things yeah. we need to do? Sure. So we've kind of alluded to this already, even with, you know, if that key role moves and, and goes away. But th- I think this is c- really is crucial for any type of change within a team. The first thing for me is communication. You've got to communicate to your team that something is changing, right? Mm-hmm. The unknown change, the unknown is scary for a lot of people. I think for everybody, it's really scary. You know, we when we talk about our fears and we talk about our things that we are are worried about, it's always the unknowns. Right. So communicating to your team is going to be crucial for them to feel that um, and to know that you have got their backs, that there is a plan in place. Right. And so that they feel more comfortable. I say more comfortable because I don't feel that ever ever feel comfortable, but they'll feel more comfortable with moving through this transition. Right. Um, If you're vague with your communication, too, it actually will sometimes increase stress because now they're wondering, what are you not saying? Right. If you say, hey, we have a team member that is not with us anymore, so we're going to have to pick up some slack. Well, you know, did that team member get fired? Did they quit? Did they pass away? You know, that type of vagueness isn't always helpful. Sometimes that doesn't again, this doesn't mean you have to tell them everything. Right. You don't have to go into the nitty gritty gritty details of all the things that happened and all the things that precipitated this change. But giving them the, the information that affects them so that they understand what's going to be expected of them and what the next steps are going to be, right? That gives them the ability to know it's not as scary as it seems. Um, and then yeah. also be able to buy in to moving to that next step, right? Yeah. You said this earlier, but your team's going to create a story in their mind of what happened yeah. if you don't fill them in on it, right? Yeah. So it's, it's something we've got to be communicative. We've got to give them that clarity. Yeah, because clarity is kind. Clarity is is a generous thing to be for somebody else or to do for somebody else and it serves you really well too when you're clear and you're part of the one telling the story then there a ton of questions aren't going to come out i mean questions are going to still come believe me it's still going to happen but they're not going to continue being an overwhelming amount of questions that you're answering the same question over and over and over so it's Clarity is kind uh, to your teammate, but it's also kind to you. So, yeah. Yeah. So we also need to be, make sure that we are with that clarity, giving expectations, right? So as, as things change, um, you know, we've talked about laying out expectations in the past, but as things change, it's going to be crucial that you give these expectations to your team because now the team dynamics are changing. You have new members on the team that may or may not know what they're expecting, or you don't have members on that team. And now you have extra roles and responsibilities that need to be clarified as to who's taking what, right? So give that expectation 
um, of what you what you need from each member of your team so that they have clarity. Without that clarity, again, like like you said, Blake, they're going to increase that stress level. It's kind of you. It's kind of them. Um, and now they know what needs to be picked up or they know what the new member or new members are responsible for. Yeah. Yeah. And it lets them see the ability to change too in the process. Yeah, um, true. So when expectations are there, they see where, where they need to grow. They see where what their responsibilities are that they're going to need to pick up. Uh, and again, this is if they're growing in this process. But I think also we've got to empower people to keep growing instead of trying to keep them in a position just period. Like this again yeah. is a mindset thing, but like it will build a team quick and it will continue to grow the company and, and the team at large when, when you're focused on empowering people to grow and empowering the idea of change instead of demonizing the word of change. Like think of, think of even the term here when someone says, you've changed. Is that usually positive or negative? Like usually negative. Tends to be, tends to be negative, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, and I, I think like if, if someone was to say that, I would hope that our motivations and our empowerment on, on the idea of change would be, I hope so. Like, yeah. I hope I've changed. Right. Like, I hope I'm not the same person I was three years ago because I want to evolve to a, a better person. Well, you need and want your teams to evolve to that next team level. And that's not going to happen by having that mindset that keeps everyone pushed down and pressed so that you don't have to keep growing. Right. Like this is this is that idea of there's only two two ways to get ahead of someone. Like if you're at the same level, one, you either work your butt off and get ahead. Or two, you tear someone down. Okay, that's the only two ways. And the idea of trying to keep someone in some position that they never grow out of is this idea of, you know, I, I'm going to stay ahead by keeping someone down because I don't want to learn. I don't want to try new things. I don't want it to figure shit out. So it's easier just to tear someone down. Guess what? You tear them down. What happens? They leave. Next person comes in, tears down, leaves. Do you see how this doesn't grow at all? This whole yeah. process, it's cyclical and it never, never grows to that next level. So, uh, I mean, in, in that process of that leaving, one of the main reasons people leave a company and a team, one of the main reasons is the ability or the perception of their ability to grow within a team. Mm -hmm. If they see that they don't have growth, see ya or at least the ability to grow, right? So yeah. that's why, again, clarity is kind. That's why showing people growth processes and next yeah. steps and direction is really important. Yeah, absolutely. I had a conversation with a, a, a guy this week about that specifically, you know, about the development of a team and that perception of, of staying. And I think it was 94% of individuals would stay at their company if they have even just the perception of training and development put into them. Um, that ability to grow is huge. With, with this too, and changing, <clears throat> right? We need to establish and review processes and systems. So here's what I mean by that. Your organization operates off of processes. Everybody does, right? Um, but maybe you have someone in your organization. I've, I've been part of these organizations before where there's that one person that kind of holds all the keys to everything and they just kind of know everything. 
right? And that's not a negative. They, they've just worked through a lot of different things. They've had a lot of experience, which is great. But they could, if that person leaves, now you have a significant issue because they held all the knowledge of how to do things in their own head. And it was never written down. It was never clarified, right? So as you go through these times of change, it's a really good opportunity to take some time to reflect on these. Make sure that you have your processes written down and in place. Make sure that your systems are there so that you can continue to operate with maybe a new person in it or a person missing because it's clear and understood as to what's expected and how to do it, right? Um, <clears throat> this, is, this is important that your team also be a part of this process because you're not going to know all the pieces, right? You're not going to know every single step and they're going to bring up better ways to do things. They're going to bring up items that they've done or the ways that they've done it in the past that's even better. Maybe they can, you know, cut out three steps and make the process more efficient. Keep your, your team as part of that. Um, they know the things that are going to make this growth flow so much better. Yeah. Another thing to keep in mind, we, we alluded to this earlier, stay positive, right? Your team is going to take their cues from you. They're going to feel what you feel. And um, so we talked about this before. I'm a, I'm a theater major. So my degree is in, is in productions and theater and, and things like that. And one of the things that we used to talk about was when you're on the stage and you're playing a part, you have to, um, your emotional level has to be higher than where you want the audience to feel, right? Because if you, if you want them to feel this much, you have to come above them and feel extra because they're never going to come to the same level as you. The same thing is true with your team. If you're feeling down and depressed, they're going to feel so much worse than you will. If you're feeling positive, they're going to feel positive too, but not quite to the level you are. So don't be fake. I'm not saying be fake, but just keep in mind you projecting your feelings and how this is going to all go about affects the team more than you probably realize. They're yeah. going to take those cues from you. And we've said it before. We'll say it again. Change is usually a good thing. It's painful, but it's usually a good thing in the end. And if we have that right mindset, if we keep ourselves positive, we're going to be able to make it through that so much quicker, easier, and better, and keep our team growing through the whole process. Yeah, the so much of this whole episode has been about like what are those things to do during times of change and what are the things we can do to help people in the times of change, our leaders or our, our teammates, our other leaders. But I think there's also something that we need to do to wonder why are we having so much change? What about those pain points where there are common negative changes that continue to happen over and over and over? And it's, again, really easy to have that, well, it's just the labor market or it's just damn millennials or you know, no, they can't even do this and do this and blah, blah, blah. It's easy to have that mindset. It's a lot easier. But if you see that redundant issue that happens over and over yep. and over, maybe stop for a second and see if there's something that needs to be addressed in the leadership, in your team, in you, okay? Is there something I'm doing as a leader that is causing constant change or constant adjustment or hey, we're not coming in on this job ever. We always do really good up to this point, and then we drop off the face of the earth afterwards. Or 
hey, this this guy can't keep someone for more than two weeks because every time someone goes with them, they leave. Right. If we're not paying attention to some of those factors, we're hurting our team too. We're losing opportunity in other people's development if you got a bad leader. Okay. So I think it's important, you know, even as a leader to identify what are those things in me that cause people to not want to be here. And I don't mean like, hey, it's got to be daisies and rainbows and people have got to right. be smiling. If you don't, if you're not smiling, you're lying. And, and that's, that's not good. Okay. Like you don't want to have that inauthenticity in an environment that is fake about culture, fake about growth, fake about development. You don't want that. Okay. But you do want to identify those things that are going to stand out and yeah. potentially hurt in the long run. Absolutely. Remember guys, change is inevitable. As leaders, we need to see change as an opportunity and not as a negative situation. Our mindset helps us helps on change, really our mindset on, on change helps us determine how we're going to deal with the change that's in front of us. Scarcity tells us that we should have or rather what we can't rather than what we can. When change happens, communicate to your team. Be clear about expectations. Empower them to keep growing. Give them that opportunity. Show them that they can. Take time to review your processes and your systems. Make sure that you've got them in place. Stay positive. And then at the end, make sure you're taking that time for the self-reflection for the pain points of where you may need to grow or you may need to change. Thanks for joining us this week on the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast. See you guys next time. If you guys want to reach out to us and talk to us, ask us questions, we would love to do a question answer sometime or a question response. We do have an email. It is rlp at ridgelineei.com. We'll put that link um, or that email in the description below. Reach out to us. Let us know what your thoughts are. Also, we'd like to thank our very own Luke Van Tress, a.k.a. Mr. Boxes, for our kick-ass original theme song.